Once upon a time, the commissioner of the NHL, Gary Bittman, said that fans have no interest in advanced statistics. And once again, we prove him wrong. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmasto, and today I am joined by Nick Zoraris for another fun-filled episode. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. The NHL finally allowed fans and the public to have more access to, would you call these advanced stats? There's nothing inherently advanced about just like telling you how fast someone's skating. <laughs> Detailed stats, uh, yeah. in-depth stats, whatever you want to, more than just the counting stats that are in the box score. This is a very useful tool. It's very interesting. What we can actually glean and take away from it, you know, that's a little more up in the air, open for interpretation. But this, the NHL's had this data for years. It's yeah. just now they're finally giving it to us. Which is nice because, you know, like at the top of the show, I said he Gary Bettman was like, no, no one wants this. And it, it's funny because, I mean, this stuff is so readily available in pretty much every other sport. But I would say baseball is the one that I see used most often. And it's it's good. It brings a whole nother perspective, I think, to the game. Anytime you have the option of more information as a consumer, as a person who has to make decisions, however you want to think about it, you, that's better for you as a user, as somebody. The more you know about something, generally speaking, the better. The entire point and why I found that comment so stupid was this was when Gary said that we that was 12 years, 13 years post Moneyball A's post the whatever you want to call that Greg Popovich era of the Spurs where they just turned all those rotation players guys like Patty Mills and Boris Diaw into really useful rotation players by identifying things they were good at that other teams weren't having them do and the NHL very stubbornly was like well our fans don't want that our fans want violence our fans want Tom Wilson decapitating people they don't want to know more they want to be entertained they want gladiators in the Coliseum they want warriors they don't want to be informed you can have both that, that's the thing I've never understood about this and why I, I don't understand why certain people get mad when you bring more information to a conversation. You can enjoy a sport however you want to enjoy it. This is entertainment. Right. And I think I don't understand why it's so hard for people, especially in sports, to acknowledge that two things can exist at once. Exactly. Like, you can like watching hockey for the entertainment and the big hits. But at the same time, the person next to you might enjoy, you know, the numbers side of it and that you're not less of a hockey fan either way. No, absolutely. And that's one of the things where people, because of their insecurities, they start to gatekeep and it's, well, I'm more of a, a fan than you are because of this and because of that. And it's just like, we all like the same thing. 
I understand everyone's got their own stuff they deal with and why they are the way they are. But this is supposed to be fun. Hockey's right. supposed to be fun. I, I shouldn't have to. This should not feel like a political debate when we're arguing about what matters and what doesn't. And a lot of these stats that we're going to talk about on today's episode, none of this stuff is overly complicated or overly detailed. I mean, I have a a, a pen drawn drawing of let's see if it'll focus the camera will focus of a Gaussian distribution, and that's the extent of our knowledge. Uh, the extent of more than just me reading numbers you're going to need to understand today's episode. A simple Gaussian distribution, whoop, where the bulk of your stats are in the middle of that. Then the further out you go to the from the middle, the less that that uh that oh, I'm trying to think of the word. The less that happens, basically, the closer you are to the middle, the closer you are to average. Like for example, the average male height in the United States is five nine. So someone who's five nine would be in the uh, dead middle of that Gaussian distribution, right here in the dead middle. And somebody who's like six foot ten, they would be <laughs> all the way on the other side. That's all this. A lot of this data is. It's grouped up by percentiles and understanding where people fall in relation to the giant sampling in, in total. That's really all this is. This is useful for comparison and descriptive stuff. Not a lot of this stuff is useful in terms of forecasting and predicting yeah. things because this is describing what's already happened. Yeah. And like we've talked about a number of times, uh, a lot of things are just based on luck. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That That's the other, that's the other counterpoint to a lot of this, a lot of the math that we try to use to explain things is there are certain things math's never going to be able to explain, especially in hockey. There is an innate human element. You're never going to be able to quantify that. And that's part of sports. Some, for some people, they'll attribute that difference, that gap between the good teams that play each other to intangibles, leadership, experience, the 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 buzzwords you hear the talking heads and the hockey people use. When that's definitely some of it, but there is something innate within these types of situations with all these variables that you can't describe, that you can't attribute one particular uh treat to and that's kind of where we try and fill in the gaps best we can and we make educated guesses nobody knows everything but you try and know as much as you can yeah and this is your like realm of expertise um i'm just here to copy off of your homework and change it a little bit when it comes to numbers but no i think that this is um a really good way for people like me who don't understand all the fun fancy stuff to kind of you know, get our feet wet, but still appreciate those stats and what they describe. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of this stuff is pretty straightforward. Most people can understand a lot of the statistics here. If you're not familiar with percentiles, those are relatively easy to wrap your head around. But for are the most part, it, yeah, exactly. Most of this stuff is just... It's, descri it's describing how things have already gone. A lot of it is speed and distance related, which is something that I found very interesting about the Flames in particular is yeah. they they cover the most, they are one of the teams in the NHL that covers the most distance of any team in a given game. And that tracks with what we understand how they like to play with the dump and chase, retreat, go back, reorganize, dump and chase again. That's going to back up what you're, what you think. And that's, 
that's where the value of these type of statistics comes in is in a, that deeper understanding is this seems like this anecdotally it seems like the flames have to skate a lot because they don't have the puck a lot or because they're constantly trying to get the puck they have to skate a lot and the data bears that out which that that's where this is useful is if you have a hypothesis or something you want to kind of walk through to try and see if it's true or not that's where this type of information comes in handy yeah, it's nice to have uh, some validation to, you know, the eye test or whatever you are uh, drawing from. But coming up next, we will uh, talk about the team and kind of break down what this uh, data shows us. But we are going to take a quick break and talk to you about uh, one of our favorite apps, I would say, and that would be FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. Um, instant payouts, you can do same game parlays, super easy. Uh, you can bet spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us today on this fine Thursday, or whenever you're listening, really, as we... We have a little math class, but it's fun. It's not even really math. It's just reading numbers. Uh, that's that's the, there's nothing. You don't need to have a deeper understanding here. Like even when we're doing things like expected goals and high danger yeah. chances, that's all based on actual hockey. Those numbers aren't abstract, like made up. They're they're tied to actual events. This is even easier. Like I have, for example, I have the Flames team tab open right now. They are their average top speed. So not average speed. Like this is full out fastest they've skated. The average speed. So they have top skating speed for the Flames as 23.15 miles per hour. Okay. We can all conceptualize what 20 miles an hour feels like when we're driving, we're biking, if we're particularly good at biking. But we can wrap our heads around what that feels like. Yeah. And that's what they're skating like at top speed on average. Of course, there are guys who skate faster than that, that get, skate slower than that, but that's how we get an average. We add all the numbers up, divide it by the number of numbers. That is actually above league average, What I wish, which anecdotally is surprising because in my head, I feel like the Flames don't have any real burners. Any guys who in a straight line are going to win a lot of foot races, but I guess their average speed is particular, their average top speed is high enough where it comes across that way. And that's, again, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're the 81st percentile in average speed. This is top speed. So like full out, no puck, trying to win a loose puck type of skating. And the other caveat I'll have on, I have on this is think about when you picture somebody who's big skating. It looks a lot harder for them to go faster because they have to do more to go mm -hmm. faster. So that was something that I jumped that jumped out at me, especially when I was looking at individual players was, oh, I didn't think that guy's top speed was faster than that one. Yeah. But you have to remember a guy who's five, nine, five, ten 
it's going to look a lot smoother and a lot faster because they're smaller and they're moving faster. Like, for example, I was looking at the Rangers earlier when I was doing something and Blake Wheeler and Barkley Goodrow both have the same skating speed. And I was surprised to see that because in my head, Blake Wheeler moves like, I want to say an elephant walking down the road. He's big, he's lumbering, but because he's got four or five inches and probably like a good 15 pounds on Barkley Goodrow, it seems like he's moving a lot slower. But when you actually measure the speed, you see they're moving at the same speed. So that's something where we can kind of get a deeper understanding and try and I don't want to say we're not getting like that in depth here. This isn't exactly revolutionary stuff, but in terms of comparison and putting players head to head, this is useful for that type of thing as well, where if somebody's arguing, well, no, he's faster than so-and-so. Well, we can settle this. Yeah. It's nice to, you know, be able to actually look at this stuff and use it to our advantage. And I'm looking at uh, the overview page right now Mm -hmm. and the shots on goal, uh, 227 when the league average is 189. We know this. That that supports our working working understanding of the team. We know the Flames do not have a, a lot of shooting talent they operate based on a volume system and this data supports that it, it also you can see that also supported by the offensive zone time which is in the 96 percentile which is they are in the offensive zone 43 percent. most of the teams in the nhl i went through and was doing something and i'm gonna eventually organize it all into a working spreadsheet of some kind but conceptually most of these teams it's pretty close most of these teams it's 40 offensive 40 defensive and about 10 to 15 neutral zone and then the rest of that that last 10 ish percent is distributed amongst those other those three zones and that's what the where the differentiation comes in but for the most part we're operating on a 40 40 and then that last 20 percent is divvied up between those three the good teams are in the offensive zone more the lower quality teams are in the defensive zone more. There are some teams where their neutral zone is a little bit higher, and that tells you, oh, that means they're particularly aggressive defensively in the neutral zone, or they're bad offensively in the neutral zone. Yeah, and it's just it's really nice to have access to this because, like I've said a handful of times, it's you can actually put you have data to back up your thoughts, and sometimes that's the most important argument and aspect of doing this stuff but also just fighting your own thoughts when as a hockey fan a hundred percent this is why the guinness book of world records exists Uh, for anyone who doesn't know that was the google before google was guinness thought up okay what's a way we can get more into bars well if the bartender didn't know the answer generally that was the end of the discussion back before everybody had google in their pocket and Guinness saw an opportunity here. Yes, it's the same Guinness that does the beer that they put the book together based on this idea to settle arguments in bars. That is why the Guinness Book of World Records exists, to settle arguments in bars. That's what this is. These are here to settle arguments and to help support data. So now if I go to write something or if I'm going to come do the podcast, if I want to say, well, the flames, they generate a lot of volume, but not dangerous chances. Well, We start with high danger chances. Are they high danger? No. Okay. Do they create a lot quantity-wise of just total chances? Yes. Okay. Does that mean they're in the offensive zone a lot? Yes, based on the data. So we've got another layer of affirmation and building up our arguments. 
Yeah, absolutely. What, um, what's something that stood out to you? The flames are very average in a lot of categories and yeah. their individual skater speed is kind of slow, which I, I found interesting because as a team, their top speed is pretty high, but right. the bulk of the team's skating speed is below the 50th percentile, which tells you that they are working particularly hard, which bears out to the idea that they are a dump and chase work rate effort type of team which is a really hard way to live. And it's why whenever the Flames are playing from behind, it feels especially daunting because they have to work so hard to generate their offense. Yeah, and I just, that doesn't surprise me at all. I feel like that's, we see it three, four nights a week with like the product. It's right there. Yeah, I, this the flames in particular are a team that these numbers are going to really help you out with because the flames are not a unpredictable they are not an outlier team for the mm -hmm. most part they are within a defined we understand what they want to do and the numbers bear that out these numbers bear that out and it just reaffirms what we already know which it's good. It's good to know you're not crazy, that you're not seeing things, that you're not letting your biases control your opinions, that they have to work really hard to create offense. They play defense, but they're a little sloppy defensively. They have to work on that. That's something I'm sure as the season goes on, it will either get better or we will continue to harp on the fact they can't defend two-on-ones to save their lives. But this is just another tool in your toolbox. We don't use any one thing when we make an opinion we like as much information as possible to have an informed opinion. Yeah. And I just, again, you, you have to have as many resources as you can when you do the stuff that we do. But also I feel like as a casual fan too, like if you're just like, Hey, what's the top speed of this player? Cool. I can go look it up because it's right there and accessible. And that's part of growing the game, which is a whole different accessibility and that's why baseball and i mean baseball is doing it as good as it can but basketball yes. too like those stats are right there and i saw a few days ago someone made a really fun infographic to kind of break down what everything means and the more you know exactly like we said at the top the more information you have the better for people like us who are doing content, who want to keep the audience informed, this is another tool in the toolbox. For the average fan, they can express their curiosity. You can look anyone up in their database. I think they have data for the last two years and the first like five to ten games of this season so far. And then they have the playoffs of the last couple of years as well. This is a useful tool. This is a way that somebody who isn't as in tune with the game can do on their own. It's free. It's it's not the most intuitive website, but at the very least, if you're curious, you can find more stuff out. Yeah, and we are going to talk more about these stats after a quick break here. I do want to take a quick minute and talk about Jace Medical. Um, if you are someone that likes to stay prepared, the Jace case is for you. All it takes to get a Jace case is uh, filling out a simple form and, in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from physicians on, en on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created, doctor-recommended. 
Uh, everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones. And Jace handles everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So head on over to uh, jacemedical.com and you can get your Jace case. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And before we dive back into things, I do want to tell you about another super fun daily fantasy opportunity, and that is Sleeper. A new NHL season brings on all sorts of opportunities. You never know who might be the dark horse and who can lift the Stanley Cup at the end. But, you know, if you want to get more engaged, Sleeper is the app for you to win 100 times a 100 times your bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. That That's a challenge, and I feel like a lot of hockey fans, especially Flames fans, they, they do love a good challenge. So use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL on Sleeper. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and location availability. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us today. Be break down the new website for stats. Yes, I don't know if we've said the name of the website yet, but it's NHL Edge. If we have, if we've been bad, we've been doing bad radio for the last 20 minutes and didn't mention the name at the top. But yeah, NHL Edge is the name of the website. They've got all 32 teams. They've got the last three years. They've got the playoffs, and they've got the first couple of games of this season, which is based on the stats we've been reading. But yeah, to see the Flames as a team be in the 99th percentile of skating distance, that tells you they're doing a lot of work out there. They are they are really moving their feet. Yeah, when we're out here saying let them cook, let them move. Let them move their feet. And in in support of what I was saying before, 81st percentile of top speed. So when they're full out, pretty up there. But they are also fifty below 50th percentile in 22-plus mile-an-hour bursts, which how does your team average 23.1 at top speed? And then the average the the what's it called the average top burst is in the lowest 50th percentile that's where you start getting into how the math checks out and you have to go through every player individually add it up but you find it very interesting that you're not at top speed that often in a game which that bears out in relation to our thought of well i don't think of the flames as a particularly fast team then why is their average top speed 83rd percentile because they're not skating at their top speed that often. This happens very, very infrequently. Yeah, and I mean, how many times have any of us sat down to watch a Flames game and been like, um, I think I could go out there and skate faster than these guys through the neutral zone? Because, I mean, half the time it does look like they are, uh, what did you call Blake Wheeler, an elephant walking through the street? Like, yeah. It just looks slow. But, again, they can skate circles around us at their lowest slowest speed i'm sure oh that's one of the funniest things i'll, I'll tell you a quick story on this idea uh, i went to the rangers home opener i think it was three two years ago now but they were playing the stars it was ryan reeves first game as a ranger and i went with one of my friends who's a casual hockey fan but wanted to go the tickets weren't that expensive for a ranger game and he goes 
oh, so that's Ryan Reeves. And he very quickly was like, oh, I could tell. Because whenever you talk about Connor McDavid, you say he moves like water, like air, where yeah. it's so effortless and fluid. And Ryan Reeves looks like he's skating for his life just to keep up with the play. That's <laughs> the type of difference you can tell from a regular, not even a good athlete, not even a good hockey player like Ryan Reeves to a civilian is the difference between like a tricycle and like, a Camaro, like that's the level yeah. of difference we're talking about here. You at your average skate going to open skate at the rink near your house, full out, you're maybe topping out nine, 10 miles an hour. And that's if you have enough room to really go all out and yeah. you're confident enough to do that, that you're not going to bust your ass skating that fast around that many people. The average person cannot comprehend what skating at 20 miles an hour feels like. No, and I think back to uh, the All-Star Games and how yes. they do the top skater. They they look like they're going pretty fast. Yeah. And they are in relative to skating speed. One last thing I want to read off of here before we just kind of get towards wrapping up. In support of our working theory that the Flames don't have a lot of shooting talent, their average shot speed is 40 miles per hour. The league average is 49.6. They are below 50th percentile in the NHL. That tells you there's not a lot of dangerous wrist shots, and there's a lot of banging the puck around the net, which isn't done particularly hard, which, again, supports our working theory that the Flames are a volume, not a quality of chance team. Yeah, and I, I wonder if that's going to change. I don't think I so. Not you can't talk. teach shooting talent. You can't teach shooting talent. That's not something you can teach. You can get somebody to skate faster. You can get somebody yeah. to in improve their cardio and be able to last longer in games. There are some things that are changeable. Shooting talent is is God given at some level. Sure, you can improve your accuracy. You can work out harder and get your shot a little better. But that's on the margins. We're talking about you know again to go, go back to our tricycle versus a car comparison. You know, the average NHL player versus like Patrick Line, who's got an amazing shot. That is a vast difference. You are not going to be able to teach somebody to shoot like that. You might be able to get them to shoot one or two miles an hour harder or be a little more precise in their shot. But you're not getting somebody to become an elite shooter later in their career. No, that's not something you can teach. And that's why people love watching Connor Bedard, because, I mean, look at how he lets it rip. Like that's that's incredible, and that's why there's only one of him. That's why the spotlight is on him because not everyone has that. And uh, good for him because somebody else can make a lot of money, but instead they're that's not. Yeah. So I hope he buys some McDonald's. Yeah. I know he hasn't had fast food in his life. I hope he sneaks out and orders McDonald's. I just even like a bite of a McNugget. That might kill him. It's like a Victorian child getting Mountain Dew. <laughs> what if he tries the Sprite? You might turn him into Connor McDavid if you give Connor Bedard some McDonald's Sprite. You... Oh, my gosh. So thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us as we talked all about the new NHL Edge website um, with all these fun, accessible new statistics. 
So thanks for uh, tuning in, like I just said. You can subscribe to Lockdown Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and of course on YouTube as well. You can follow us over on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, uh, at Jess Belmosto and at Nick Zararis. Nick, do you have any parting words? I'm very excited to watch some hockey tonight. <laughs>